Hi everyone, I'm your host, Brittany Nicole, and this is The Female Millennial, a podcast where you get to have girl talk with me and some of your favorite boss babes. We're going to be talking about career, balance, and what it really takes to become successful in your industry. So grab your coffee and your notebook. Let's chat, shall we? Welcome everyone to Home Office Hours Live with Vistaprint. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this is the first time that you're actually with us, Home Office Hours is a series of live discussions on timely topics that we've put together. And we're going to be featuring guest speakers as well as our very own Vistaprint team members. We know that small businesses and their experiences have really changed during these times and we wanted to help. So we put the series together as a way to connect and to share advice. And we've tapped our colleagues to discuss their experiences, their challenges, and their tips for success. So today the panel is discussing unique hurdles to success that black and minority owned businesses face. The challenges that they've each overcome and their path to success. So we have a special guest host on this episode uh, who is Olivia Christian, a brand strategist, a workshop lead, and actually a Vistaprint brand partner. Olivia, can you say hello? Hi, hello, happy Tuesday, everybody. Hello, thank you for being with us today. And we also have this amazing panel with us today. And we have Irena Ferguson, who is the author and founder of My Good Life. And Irena is a special needs advocate, a journalist, and a TEDx speaker. And her company, My Good Life, enables families of children with special needs to live their best life despite their circumstances. We also have Kavik Mighty Nugent, who is the CEO and founder of Composition LLC. And Composition LLC is a web design and media consulting company that focuses on bringing to life the needs of their clients through visually composed elements while enriching their online web presence. And finally, we've got Brittany Turner with us. Brittany is the founder and CEO of The Boss Up Inc., a company that was created to help future entrepreneurs level up their brand. So before we jump right into it, uh, just a really quick housekeeping item. We're going to send the recording out afterwards to anybody who signed up via Zoom. But if you're one of the people who are joining us on the Facebook Live feed, the recording will actually be up there right after we finish. It will also be up on our IGTV, and we'll have it on our YouTube channel too. So with that, I am going to turn it over to Olivia to lead the discussion for us. Thanks so much, Corey, and good morning, everyone. Uh, I'm sorry, Irina, that you didn't get the memo that we're all wearing red today. Um, <laughs> we look like a little festive in our red and green, so it's actually great I, that you've got the green. It's Christmas in, <laughs> Christmas in July. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's great to see your beautiful faces this morning. Um, I'm excited to be able to host this conversation with you. Um, just some strong black women, business owners. Um, I want to start just by kind of getting an idea of how you're feeling right now. Um, as Corey alluded to, we're living in historic times. We're in living through a pandemic. A lot of things are changing in the landscape of um, diversity, inclusion. And um, I just want to get an idea of how you're feeling, one, and maybe what you're doing to kind of take care of yourself. And let's go in alphabetical order. Is that all right? We'll just do alphabetical order, like we're in elementary <laughs> school or something. How about you, Brittany? How are you feeling? What are you doing to take care of yourself? Yeah, so right now I'm feeling pretty hopeful, especially from where we were at the start. I'm feeling like there is, um, you know, movement going with making change. And right now I'm just trying to make sure that I'm in the best headspace as possible 
because if I'm not 100% myself, then I can't serve the clients that I work with. So that means taking a walk, having occasional self-care days, just anything to really clear my mental space. Nice. I appreciate you saying that because, yeah, if you don't take care of yourself, you're not in a position to help deal with clients. So it is important to take that time, do the stuff you know you need to do to get your head straight. Uh, mm -hmm. What about you, Raina? What's going on with you? Yeah, I, I am definitely a, a busy mom. I have four daughters and a husband who's in emergency management. And so for me, I made sure to create an insular world for us. I think with this whole piece around issues around race and also around the pandemic, I think it gave us the opportunity to recreate our space and our world. And so we beautified our space, our little patio. We have a very small patio outside of our door. And so we decorated it. We put bony grass down. We beautified it. And we just make sure to have all our parties there uh, just with our family. And so I've just made sure to make sure my space looks the way I need it to. And also to just take that extra hour in the morning around self-care and staying plugged into virtual groups um, of women of color who get it. And also just protecting how much I input, like not taking in too much information and taking CNN breaks for sure. And sometimes closing down my social media apps um, and just to be able to, to, to make sure I'm in a good space. I hear you. I definitely have to like pace myself with how much information I'm allowing to come in because it can feel like if there's a weight, there's an emotional weight that you carry. And sometimes you don't even recognize that you're carrying it. So you have to be very specific about just cutting it off. And I love that you create a physical space instead of just kind yeah. of like meditating and have it in your mind, which I think is amazing. I meditate every morning, but I love that you created an actual space, fake grass and all to step into <laughs> and create that space for yourself. That's awesome. Kini, how's it going where you are? How are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling really good, feeling very positive lately. Um, so what I typically do is in the morning when I initially wake up, I spend that time to have, you know, devotional you know, having um, my one-to-one -one time with God because Christianity is very important to me. So really taking that time to really clear my head, calm my mind and focus on, on my um, devotional time is what I really use to kind of get myself started in the mornings before, you know, I come to my office, which is where I am right now and start to work. And that is really important for me. And also, you know, since my husband is now working from home and I have my kids with me, really um, setting breaks in my time, in my day, so that I can pull away from work and kind of spend time with them, focus on them. And then once I've kind of renewed my energy, I can come back and work on what I need to work on in the day. I love that. Like setting yourself up to have those mental breaks, have space yeah. in the building, in your house, where you can yeah. kind of get away, collect yourself. That's wonderful. Yeah. You know, something that um, you said, Arena, that kind of stuck out to me, uh, it made me think of this question. We're obviously all black women business owners. And I feel like a lot of times, in addition to being a woman, in addition to being African-American, and in addition to being an entrepreneur, those three things, we're kind of thought of as being super women who can take on anything. We can take on the pressure. We can be a resource for information. We can console people. We can build them up all while we're trying to pay our own bills and start our businesses. I wonder if there, during this time, you've been... Um, encouraged or overwhelmed maybe even with invitations to be a resource for others. Um, and I'll just clarify this by saying a lot of people, a lot of brands have been amazing and wanting to create space uh, online, um, 
through podcasts, through videos, through their, their Instagram or whatever other uh, websites they, they may be moderating, where they want to hear from Black women. Um, how does that feel to you? Do you feel overwhelmed by that? Or is it something yeah. that you're, you're mm-hmm. kind of grateful for right now? I think everyone's nodding their heads. Like, we're all kind of overwhelmed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also yeah. Kind of awesome. <laughs> Brittany, can you yeah, talk about no. I'm sorry. From oh, Kinney, you wanted to. Oh, Kinney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll start with you, Kinney. What do you think about all that? Um, sorry, rephrase the question again, because I was kind of thinking you were trying to say that to Irena. Oh, yeah. Well, Irena, if you want to jump in. My, my, oh, sure, my, sure. No problem. My question yeah, is I, really you know, around. Yeah. Yeah. No, no problem. Definitely around. No, thank you for that. You're right. The invitations have been, people have been flooding your mm-hmm. inbox and, I mean, the first wave was from the allies, right? Who are like, what can I do? How are you doing? And so sometimes it's too much because you don't know how you're doing. And so mm-hmm. I think the expectations on both ends, you know, because this is going to happen again. There is going to be some unfortunate circumstance that's publicized that we know is happening every day, right? Or every week or every month around a person of color and, 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 and what they're going through around, you know, police stuff. And so I think, you know, though I appreciated it, this particular time was different. It was like so much, I think because we were in a pandemic, people noticed more because they were getting more in. So then, like you said, inbox was flooded. People are text messaging me and I'm just having to say, Hey, I'm well, but my first thing was to take care of my family, take care of how my husband is feeling as a black man, take care of myself, but also say, that I can't be the spokesperson for people of color. I went to a predominantly, my first master's program was at Boston College. And when things would happen in Boston around race, my classmates would come in and make me the go-to for good, for better or worse. And so what I had to learn is that not to be offended, but also take care of myself and be okay and say, I really don't have much to say for you right now because my job is not to care for you. I wasn't, I think the, the, the sort of mammy narrative that happens or the caretaker narrative or the martyr narrative around a black women, because we are so well at taking care of other people, that has to change. And yeah, so, so it's it about creating, yeah. creating some boundaries for yourself. Yes, you want yeah. to be available, but not to let yourself be overwhelmed by that. Yeah, definitely not being overwhelmed, but I did appreciate that some of my white counterparts, they did reach out to me just to get some insight on how they can respond in this time. Um, so for example, there is an organization, a nonprofit organization that I'm a part of called CyberReach. And the aim of CyberReach is to inspire young minority women to join the cybersecurity field. So the CEO of that organization, she reached out to me, we're friends, and she wanted to see how she can respond to her audience in regards to, you know, what has been going on to show some solidarity. And I found that very touching. And I did get some other responses from other business owners that I've worked with, you know, just trying to see how can they respond. And I did appreciate that because I was able to give them some kind of insight um, on how to respond effectively and, you know, give them some ideas of, you know, don't be silent at this time. This is the time for you to speak up. Um, Definitely listen and learn how you can be a part of that change so that we can move forward. Yeah, that's wonderful. I'm so grateful to hear that you have found a space, a space was provided for you, for you to share your voice, to share your experience, and people are offering that opportunity to you. That's amazing. Brittany, with your unique boss up platform, your company, you put other people in a position to literally boss up, to take on more. Um, And that's a public facing company, right? You're helping influencers create content. 
What does allyship look like for you in your particular industry? What do you want people in your network to do to help support other Black-owned businesses? Yeah, I think it's really just about making sure that everyone is continuing to educate themselves. I think that in my position, I'm also a content creator too. So that's calling on brands to say, you know, you have to be more inclusive in the partnership, inclusive in the content that you have. And so um, doing that and then making sure that they are standing their ground and not just serving this as a one-time thing, making sure that we're continuously making sure that Black women are, you know, top of mind for these campaigns and making sure that we're always having these conversations is really important. On the content creator side for the creators and entrepreneurs that we do have as clients, it's just telling them how to pivot their messaging to talk to their audience and to be able to be a resource to their audience. So extending that conversation past the point when, you know, everything is happening, but really just embedding it and infusing it into your content to make it a part of your everyday life. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's about consistency, right? It's not performative allyship with just a black box on Instagram. It's how do you integrate black women, black voices, black perspectives in your everyday, in your everyday. So it becomes, it becomes natural. It becomes inclusive moving forward. I appreciate that. Um, I like to dive a little bit deeper into Boss Up. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about what you do for clients and what Boss Up literally means for you. Yeah, so we are a digital agency that's based in New York, um, and we help content creators and entrepreneurs really just boss up and live their desired life. So whether that's a lot of the content creators and entrepreneurs that we get, they want to elevate their social media strategy. So we help with social media strategy, content creation, helping them land the brand partnerships that they deserve and make that they are really maximizing their opportunities. So when it comes to the boss up lifestyle, it's really just being confident enough in yourself and your abilities to go after your dreams, to really manifest the life that you want. And that just comes from a personal desire that I had, you know, being in a nine to five and really just wanting to be my own boss and then actually making that leap, having the confidence in myself to make that leap and say, I now want to help coach and inspire other women to do the same. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you want them to tackle their dreams, go after it, put themselves in a position to live the reality that they see themselves in. Uh, Arena, I know that you have kind of a similar uh, origin Mm -hmm. story and that you were experiencing some things and then you eventually created My Good Life. Can you tell me a little bit about that moment or series of incidents that led you to create this community? (laughs) Thank you for that. Yes, you know, it, it really started with the first thing was a decision and you know i must i was a single mom of a special needs child and i had her when i was 20 and now i have four more children and i'm married but at the time it was just me and my daughter and my parents had moved away and we lived in the midwest in chicago and i knew she was deaf like pretty much the first um week of her life and so i walked out the hospital and i decided we were going to have a good life so though i was in undergrad i completed my program and then i went on to get two more academic degrees including one from yale good life really formed in my dorm room at yale divinity when i just like went on a date on a you know on a valentine's day in 2010 in february and i came home and like took a picture and i started a blog and i said you know what we have a good life despite our circumstances and the brand has morphed because a lot of times people think parents with children with special needs and specifically women families of color of children with special needs don't have a good life people pity us 
And I felt like on the East Coast in New England and bikes, bike, you know, biking on Martha's Vineyard, I felt like our life was good and I wanted to tell that narrative. And so even through a TEDx, I was able to do that, um, tell the narrative of families of children with special needs living a good life. So our platform now is resource-based. We sent out, send out a weekly newsletter for parents of children with special needs. We're connecting to, you know, great opportunities to serve and, you know, we're an official 501c3. So it really is that opportunity for parents to, to weigh in and say, you know, life is tough, but it's good. And I think that need was there for a while, but uh, the narrative had it to shift. I appreciate that. I mean, being able to make that decision in your mind, I'm going to have a good life. That's a decision that's something we make in our minds. We claim that for ourselves. And beyond just claiming it for yourself, you became a resource to others to share that with them the path to do this. Here are opportunities, here are resources for you. Here's a community that can support you so they can claim that for themselves as well. I think that's amazing. That's wonderful. Thank you. Kanique, I'd love to hear your origin story. You are a creative, um, but you have some back-end and front-end experience. But tell me about that launch, that leap into um, creating your company and what that transition's been like. Sure. Um, I was inspired to create my business when after having my first child, my husband suggested that I find a creative outlet for myself since I would be a stay-at-home mom. So both my degrees are in information systems, and I was currently working in a position that was starting to feel, you know, more repetitive and uninteresting. So my church had an opening for a volunteer position as a webmaster, so I decided to sign up for it. It was then that I realized that that was my new calling. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and after my team and I received an award for that very same site, And, you know, requests started to come in from different churches and small businesses that I started um, creating my own business. And that was in 2010. And since then, I've had the pleasure to work not only here in the U.S., but also internationally during the four years my family and I lived in South Africa, um, creating sites for small businesses there and other large NGOs in the Southern Africa region. Wow. Well, tell me what a typical client is like. Like, what what do they come to you? What services do you provide for them? Um, Definitely, we provide web design services. We provide consulting as well. If someone has a site that they kind of just need some steps to do certain things, they can call on me for that and I can walk them through that process. Um, We also do media consulting, such as live streaming. So in this day and age, so many are trying to live stream their content. We provide that service as well. Um, Typical clients for me are um, mostly small businesses. It could be a team of one or a team of 10. Um, It can be for, so for right now, I'm working with some nonprofits. Um, I'm also working with a sleep consultant. I'm working with a musician who's looking to launch a new album. So it's a wide range of different um, people that I work with who's looking to create a website. I think everyone should be looking to have a website, maybe for personal needs, um, where you can showcase, you know, yourself if you're trying to apply for a position or anything you, you should have a website, at least have your domain name, because you don't want to have to try and get a domain name and Kanique Nugent is already taken. So definitely at least get a domain name. So, Yeah, well, I appreciate that. I love that you serve such a variety of different types of clients in different ways. And you're right. Everyone's trying to live stream right now. We're all getting on Zooms and blue jeans and web. I mean, some companies I had never heard of. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got to download this new thing and figure it out. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate that you are a resource. You know what you're talking about. So I might yeah. have to hit you up about that later on. Sure. <laughs> but for 
Brady, I, I see that you and can you kind of have a similarity and that like you are um, encouraging people to have particular platforms. It's very, you know, client facing stuff. What are some tips that you would give to an influencer um, about how they present themselves in a way that would make them desirable by a brand? Yeah, so I think that one of the main things that I always tell my clients is that it's all about consistency. So the more that you put in, the more you would get out of any experience, not just, you know, your brand partnerships, but just really just focusing on honing in and creating a relationship with the brand. I mean, there are people behind the brands, and I think that that's what people tend to forget. You're talking to a person. So, you know, instead of just emailing them, asking them about a brand campaign, how about emailing them, asking them how they're doing during this time? I had a brand reach out to me and say, you know, how was your birthday? So just forming those um intimate relationships with the brands really help them to keep you top of mind as a content creator to say, hey, I really like Brittany. I, I want to work with her again because of her personality. Um, so that is really important. And then just making sure that you're using your content with the art of storytelling, being able to engage our audience with telling a story. What is the story behind the photo? What is the story behind your journey? People really love that and they want to follow along with you. I appreciate that. Yeah, storytelling is huge. It's the new way I think people are really marketing to people. It's not just buy this product, but what does that product mean? When when were you inspired to create it? Who are the audiences that you're speaking to? What feeling or emotion do you want um, this brand, this product, this service to to bring to your customers and to your mm -hmm. clients? And Arena, I would imagine, especially dealing with um, families with uh, with children who have special needs it's your story that really helps make that connection with folks you're an author mm -hmm. on top of that tell me a little bit about how you incorporate storytelling in your messaging um, and how you create community i think it's so important i think ever since um i had a a, a writing opportunity to be an expository you know um content creator at yale um i was i started off being able to write for their telecommunications department, I knew that storytelling was really important. And so even the blog, I mean, I wrote every week for 52 weeks, the good things in my life. And so that was very important and telling that story and telling that good story, right. And telling the perspective so it can teach a lesson. So that started. And over the years, I've been able to have create a portfolio of over 250 you know, have been very important for you know, telling my story. So I think hearing a parent's story, meeting them there first, giving to them first so that it eases the burn of what they're facing and meet them where they are and then hearing their story. Sometimes it's so important. And that's why even the, you know, yeah, like me, me doing my TEDx and telling my story on stage, you know, eight months pregnant was so important for me and so releasing. So I think storytelling and creating content based on that is the best way to connect to your audience. Arena, I mean, when you start listing off degrees and author, like, I just feel lazy. Um, oh, no. For children, I'm going to, I'm going to get on, get on it. <laughs> My to-do list is growing. <laughs> I know. Well, you know it's, it's crazy. And I think I mentioned, you know, like the other piece now that I love about this day and age and things leveling out is that 20 years ago, I felt like this intensity and this pressure to be so great and stand out mm -hmm. because I couldn't have anybody shutting us down. And what I love about society today is that people will listen more 
and give mm-hmm. someone else a chance based on their background. And they don't have to be so intense. But I went hard. When I tell you I went hard, like I went hard. And at every single level, I was just so intense. And so now it feels so good to breathe, um, you know, and just say, okay, what do I have before me? And what do I want to do that's enjoyable to serve people? And not just because I feel this pressure to be twice as good. Yeah. Well, I would imagine, Kanique, when you're we're working with clients, you may feel pressure yourself. Again, you're you're married, you have children. What is, has that pressure felt like for you to create a business that's self-sustaining potentially, that's adding value to your family? I know at times when we're business owners, you kind of have to justify your your time away from your family. Yeah. Um, so how, how are you managing that or how has that felt through the 10 years or so that you've been in business? I'm sure it's changed. Here and there, but overall, <laughs> um, there have been times um, during my time having my own business where I was working full time. I was working that eight hour job and still having to take care of my young children. Um, my young children, my children are now nine and 10. But before I went full time, I was still working full I, before I went um, working with my my job um, composition full time. I was working full time at another full time position and it was very hard. It was very stressful um, trying to juggle everything, still being a wife, still being a mom, um, taking care of school needs, making lunches, all those things. So it was it got so bad to a point where my husband said, you know what, you just need to take a step back. You need to take some time to focus on yourself and quit your full time job and just go full on with composition, because that is what your joy, your love is. So why not just work on what you love and not have to take so much time in this other job that you are not happy in? So it's been a struggle and it's easier now since I now am doing what I love full time and I have more time for my children, which is most important to me to have more time for my children. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate that your your husband re- recognized the stress that you had, and you were in a position where you could say, "Yeah, go ahead and quit that other job and really focus on what you love." I think yeah. it's important for all of us to kind of, if we don't have a husband or wife or partner, at least to, but you know, create a community of resources, people who've got your back. Um, Brittany, I'd love to ask you, like, if you've got a network uh, or how you cultivated a network of support in the community that you work with, and what that looks like for you. Yeah, so I feel like the community that I have, you know, most of them are working nine to five jobs, but they have their side hustles. And so I often get asked the question about how do I balance? And I really just focus on trying to tell them that once you eliminate the notion of balance, because every day is different, you're going to be faced with something new and you're never going to feel like you are able to catch up. And so I feel like helping them alleviate that notion of balance has really been great for the community. And just putting myself in the forefront to be a resource and to serve. So if I'm in my mindset of, you know, how can I better serve you today? How can I better serve my community? Then I feel like that puts them in a better position to win and to feel, you know, more vulnerable to talk about any struggles that they're having, balancing their nine to five job that they probably are not too happy yet uh, while trying to foster their passion project. And so we created a community called Strictly Boss. It's a private Facebook community of content creators and entrepreneurs where in that, in that community, we're just able to talk about all of the pain points um, surrounding balancing and trying to eventually be your own boss in the long run. 
Oh man, I appreciate that. The whole question that women get all the time, how do you balance it all? How do you balance? Like, I, I don't think there is a balance. I think it's day to day. You yeah. decide which fires you can put out and hopefully you're able mm-hmm. to come out time to think long-term three months, six months, 12 months and get, and reach goals incrementally. But balance, I think is just kind of impossible to strive for. Mm-hmm. So when you get over that you let that kind of go, you're able to proceed professionally much more realistic. Um, Mm -hmm. Arena, I'd love to hear how um, you think about this whole culture around balance, balance, especially because you've got so many things that you're doing. Yeah, you know, is I think being married, you know, it'll be eight years this coming uh, August. And I think if I can talk to any, speak to anyone about partnership or family or extended family or extended corporate relationships and how you balance those and how you, it is, is not, is to realize, to take away the notion of fairness. Like it's not mm-hmm. fair. Like, not, like it's not going to be fair. It's not going to be even all the time. And I think that was the hardest pill to swallow. If I would have done that from day one, it would have created less of an emotional strain. Um, So that's the first thing. It's not going to be fair because sometimes it's not fair on the other person, right? In regards to you. And so that is the helpful piece. And for, for us, we've just been having to be very deliberate about prioritizing what's the most important at that time and also outsourcing. I cannot tell you how delivering, like I like before we got on this, I packed my laundry up because they're coming to pick it up. I have a laundry pickup service. I have a food delivery service. I have grandparents who, you know, my my parents who who actually FaceTime to babysit for 30 minutes at a time. And some stuff I just outsource. I outsource and mm-hmm. I pay for peace. I think that's the phrase that I've been using lately. I pay for peace. And that means that peace in my home and my relationship means that I'm outsourcing and that I'm using a, a system outside to contract help for editing or for searching for stuff. Like, I don't need to Google anything. I'll just pay somebody to Google it and send me a spreadsheet. Solved, right? And it saves so much stress. So Mm -hmm. I think outsourcing has been a huge piece and just breathing and just practicing grace on each other um, and just making sure I spend that time with my my daughter. You know, even before I got on this, I had 20 minutes of Barbie time with the Barbie dream house because it's important. (laughs) I can't say that, you know, Mommy has to pick out an extra outfit. I'm saying, no, I'm going to go with the green one. And I'm playing Barbies this morning, right? And so that's where you have to make those choices that are good for you and the family. So it's it's day by day. It's day by day. Wow. I appreciate that. And let me know when Barbie time's coming up again. I might oh, love it. I, love it. I, I love need some play time. <laughs> you got to play. You got to play. You'll see me do sign language with my daughter's dad. So, but yeah, you got to play sometimes. <laughs> um, Kanique, I, uh, Arena, I like, I appreciate you sharing that, that outsourcing piece. Um, but Kanique, mm-hmm. as you were building your company, um, I, I wonder how you went about maybe finding additional resources to add to your business, um, the services that you provide. Do you do everything yourself or have you built up a network of um, entrepreneur, other entrepreneurs that add value to, again, what you're, what you're doing for clients? Yes. So I have been very fortunate to be a part of a networking organization called BNI. And BNI is business networking in, in business network. In, pardon me, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> business Networking International. And being a part of that organization, it's where we have all these different small businesses that hold different seats. So there is a photographer in my in my 
group, there is a videographer. So when a client comes to me and they need specific things for their site, they want to have a welcome video on their site. I can just introduce them to that videographer and say, okay, he's the person to talk to. He will create that video that I can put on your site. Or there's a content creator who needs help with their content. There's someone in my group for that, that I can say, okay, I want to put you in contact with this person, they will create the content, they'll hand it over to me. So being a part of that organization has been extremely beneficial to me because I've been able to form relationships with these small businesses within my area. And also since it's an international um, network, I've been able to reach out to businesses across the nation and also internationally. I've been able to reach out to companies in India that do similar things that I do that I can outsource things to them as well. So I've, I've really enjoyed being a part of that organization because you build so many helpful re relationships with your business that can kind of ease some of that work that you have. Yeah, those business relationships are really important for two things. Like Arena was saying, it's peace of mind. Um, it's also being able to focus on the things that you're most talented at and not wasted on small things, yeah. Googling potentially. Um, but also it helps to expand what your business can do when you have yeah. other people reach out to you can say you're going to have some boss ass <laughs> photos on your website because I know a great videographer or photographer that mm -hmm. can add value to that and you don't personally have to literally do that yourself yeah um, yeah I think that's wonderful Brittany tell me about some of the resources that you've cultivated to help boss up be boss up is it just a one-woman show or do you have some folks that you tap into Absolutely not. If it was a one-woman show, I don't think I would be here right now. <laughs> but um, I definitely utilize Upwork um, to outsource freelancers. So I do work with um, an editor, an, a video editor for all our video content on there. And I do work with a podcast editor for all our podcast content. And so really using that platform and saying, okay, you can't do it all yourself. You have to outsource eventually. You have to trust somebody else to hone in on the the specific you know, categories that you might not be so good at. I am not good at editing. I will literally pass it off to anyone. So, you know, being able to recognize that has been very important for me. And then we do have, I do have a social media um, person as well and then an assistant. So, you know, really just scaling the team has really taught me that that's how you grow a business. Mm, yes, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I need to do that more. Like I need to, like I'm at the hiring stage, you know, and it's trusting, it's that pendulum of trusting mm -hmm. someone with your vision and mm -hmm. and making sure that you have the right um, systems in place on onboarding. And so, yeah, that's, that's, that's the next level. <laughs> I'm in that same boat. I have a hard time letting go of certain things because I'm like, well, I know how to do it. I know what I want it to look like. I'll just do it myself. And then I'm running around doing all the things that um, are necessary, but aren't necessarily important for my level of experience and how I'm working with clients. I should be able to kind of hand that off. Um, mm -hmm. I'm working on it. That's the thing I'm working on is getting better. What are any particular things? I'm just going to throw that out to any of you. What are some things that you are currently working on for your business, either personally to get better, stronger, more educated, or um, directly in terms of services that you provide? Kenny, how about you jump in? What are you doing right now to really kind of firm up who you are, who your business is, and how you serve? Um, so right now, I've really been um, advertising a lot more my business. 
I'm a pretty laid back person. If you can't tell already, I'm an introvert. So putting myself out there is not something I'm comfortable doing. But since my husband is now working with me full time, um, he has kind of taken on that role to kind of help me to market my business more. And in the in the climate we're in right now with that focus on black businesses, I've been really trying to reach out to those groups that have all these different other black businesses where I can not only advertise my business, but also support another black business and also form relationships with those other black businesses so that we can kind of work together. And that has been really awesome for me. So that has really helped a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. I think it's important to um build that network where you other small businesses can help sustain each other, like be each other's clients, be each other's customers, and the services are just going round and round. And then you're able to kind of stabilize knowing that you have those communities to tap into. I think that's wonderful. Brittany, mm -hmm. what's going on with you? How are you reinforcing yourself, your company right now during this during this time? Yeah, so I think I'm going to have to piggyback off of that. I've been working with small businesses to make sure that we are promoting each other and cross-promoting each other. Um, the Boss Up is collaborating with a local coffee brand um, to make sure that all proceeds go to black girls who code. And so we're just making sure that we are still, you know, working to support each other while supporting a greater initiative. On the flip side of that, for our clients, we've been offering $50 off their one-on-one -on -one consultations for the past two months. Just because I feel like there is a need to, you know, revisit your social media strategy to make sure that you are hitting the right points and reaching your ideal customer. And so offering that has been such a huge help for our community because, you know, right now in the middle of a pandemic and everything going on, we can't afford to, you know, pay all this money for the resources that we need. And so just making sure that we're putting our best foot forward and still being a resource to those who might not be able to, um, you know, afford as much at this time. Yeah, mm -hmm. I hear you. I, I have to kind of reevaluate how I'm charging for services as well. I mm -hmm. want to be thoughtful of people who have lost their jobs. You know, there right. are millions of people who no longer have jobs to go into every day, but they still need some services, either like maybe for Kanique, they need a new website because they've got a new business they want to launch. Or for mm -hmm. myself, with my personal develop, my uh, personal brand story workshop, they need to be able to talk about themselves, talk about their professional journey, what they've achieved. And so that coaching is something that's an investment, but they just don't have disposable income. Um, so I think for, as small business owners, we're constantly having to, you know, take the pulse of what's happening in the world, but also put position ourselves to be able to pay our rent. Arena, what are you doing right now? To, you know, yeah. Yes. Like, no, thank you for that. You know, for me, ever since I started, ever, I had to pivot like hard when I first graduated from Yale for that second master's. I thought I was going to be able to take my dream job. I did. I signed the contract and my daughter's autism, which is also autistic and deaf, is like it flared up so bad. So I had to pivot and I really decided then that I had to learn more about tech. So as a content writer, you were technically in the realm of tech. And that's when the tech boom started to really happen around startups. So from like 2010 to like now, I have had to build my brand as a respected tech person, right? And like in, in the realm, because if you're not a developer, it could be kind of interesting. And so right now I'm actually in a hackathon that's due tomorrow night <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> evening with DevPost. And DevPost has this great hackathon where you can, for nonprofits, that you can build 
like in like an Amazon piece onto your your product, which is my website. And so I'm really excited about that. I've learned the back end and now I get to kind of create this special piece. And it's just fun to be a part of that because it's a challenge, it's a community, and it's an opportunity to really level up. So I it's fun. It's fun to learn as if I got time. You know, Olivia's like really rain, really up at 12 midnight trying to cold. You know, I, I'm over you. But you got a hackathon tomorrow. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> But no, 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 but it's, it's fun because it takes you out of the realm of your now to work on your next and you're building your skills because I want to be respected. I want to stand on that stage one day and say, my social good startup is respected, you know, and I don't want to not have the skills. They don't care if you're like cute and you've been creating content for a decade. They want you to learn the coding language. They want you to have built something. Um, and so, um, you know, more pressure, but yeah, so that's, that's what I'm excited about. So cute is not good enough. You have to have skills. <laughs> yeah, we all cute, but we cute and successful. We like four. We're, we're actually beyond cute. Cute as a puppy. We're gorgeous. So gorgeous is not just enough. Gorgeous as far as not just enough. No, it is totally enough. It is totally enough. Gorgeous and talented. We are We are all that. So Yeah, we, we need <laughs> the hand. We, we all want it. We all got the hands on here. Uh, but I, I appreciate you saying um, more than just now, it's now what? Uh, I'd like to throw that out to you, Tineke. You've been in this game for a while now. I wonder if there's a particular now what that you're working on, any additional services or things that you should, um, that you want people to know about your business right now. Um, right now, we are looking to expand. We have kind, we've expanded into, so more into the IT side of things. My husband is an IT professional. I know I keep talking about him, but he's awesome. And so <laughs> now he's working. Recording, so he'll know how, how much you've talked about him. I think that's wonderful. <laughs> and now that he's working with me full time, we have actually gone after a few contracts, some IT contracts, and we just won one of them. So we are super excited about that, where we'll be doing IT for a school. So we're going after bigger and better things, expanding our reach. Um, going for different services such as that. And also we have really been pushing the live streaming part of our business because everyone is looking to live stream. So we have been getting a lot more requests from clients who need help to kind of fine tune their live streaming, um, how they've been live streaming. So we are really pushing that as well. So if you need help with your live streaming, definitely contact us. Yes, I love it. Remind, me, remind people of where they can find you. How do you they contact can find Definitely. You can find me at yourcomposition.com. That's composition with a K, not a C. And you can find me on pretty much all social media at your composition. Wonderful. Brittany is bossing up every day, all day, but I know you've got some special things coming up in the works. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What's going on? Yeah. So right now we are offering um, our seven day challenge. So it's our seven day constant content challenge. And that is to help content creators and entrepreneurs really just hone in on how they can elevate their content creation strategy. I did a poll with our audience and a lot of them said that they lack consistency around the idea of content creation. So I created a free seven day challenge. Each day you get a different email about a different topic. You get worksheets. But ultimately, um, at the end of that, I'm offering uh, our first ever constant content course. It's a two-week course. It's a boot camp con about content creation and how you can really just hone in on your ideal audience and how you can just continue to grow and master 
that area of your social media strategy. So that's really exciting for us. I'm really excited for everyone that's on board and hopefully we get some new faces in there. Yeah. Remind everyone how to connect with you. Yes. So on Instagram, you can connect with us at the boss of Inc. And then on uh, our website is the boss of Inc.com. Awesome. I definitely need to take that content course. I don't think I've posted anything. (laughs) July, maybe late June. I know it's all about content. I got to get out there. Mm -hmm. Serena, tell us what's going on for you. What's coming up? Um, you know, besides that fun little challenge that I did and to be fair and to be fair, last month I did a hackathon and I, and I cried because I, I failed because I couldn't figure out this back end of Facebook and connecting. And so I think those 10 day challenges, those seven day, two week challenges, those boot camps, those are good opportunities to connect and put mm-hmm. yourself at a deadline. We all yeah. need deadlines. And so yeah. I love that Brittany's doing that. Um, to be honest, I'm so excited about connecting with you ladies after this. Like seriously, yeah. like yeah. if I like I could not have Googled you and created the perfect team of people to connect and network with. So mm-hmm. yeah, look for me in your inbox next week. So that's the first thing <laughs> that is really lovely to have these these pieces together. Um, but my good life, you know, we really are excited about serving the special needs community. And now I'm hoping to do a giveaway. Uh, for families next month, they need something tangible. And what does that look like? So we're in SoCal and I'm hoping to get and give at least 500 families something tangible to look forward to as they are homeschooling or distance learning their kids. They need a booster. You know, what does that look like? And I love stickers and I love backpacks and I love all that fun stuff. So I want to put those together for families. So right now, you know, going to my page, www.mygoodlifenow.org and being able to say, hey, let me stay connected and sign up so I can find a way to how to stay connected to parents and to donate. And also my newsletter that I put out weekly, a remote jobs are a big thing for parents with children with special needs. And so I have a remote job section on every weekly newsletter. I want to give them options for remote work, money. You know, being able to have money to say I'm staying home with my child and not feel pressure and not be in a, in a state of, you know, poverty or issues is very important. So that that's what they can find me. And on Instagram at my good life now um, is where people can find me. So I'm excited. That's awesome. 500 families. That's a huge number. Um, but I hope everybody watching here will go to your site and donate and sign up for that mm-hmm. newsletter as well as Kanique's and Brittany, you guys are doing such amazing stuff and you will, I will be emailing you as well. We're going to have yes, like a yes, week something where we can hang out. That's <laughs> amazing. You guys are amazing. It's wonderful talking to all of you. Thanks for kind of diving into the details of what you do and also sharing about how you take care of yourself and how you're stepping up in this moment. Um, so I appreciate you taking the time. I'm going to turn it back over to Corey at Vistaprint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, Corey, for putting us together. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Yes, I'm so excited to hear that you guys will be connecting. I'm really happy to hear that. Thank you, Olivia, Irena, Kanik, Brittany. Thanks so much for joining us today. Honestly, it's been such a pleasure to have you on and to listen and learn from your discussion. So I so appreciate you taking the time, and I'm sure the audience does too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you as well to our audience. You know, we definitely appreciate you taking the time to join us too. Um, So we're going to be holding these and have been holding these uh, pretty regularly on Tuesdays. We're covering various relevant topics and 
we definitely want um, everyone's help for that. Tell us what you want to hear us cover. Um, there's a survey at the end. Uh, let us know what you'd like to hear. Ladies, if you have any suggestions, you can always just email me directly too. We'd love to hear from you too. And we've actually also got an inbox, uh, home office hours at bizdifferent.com. Uh, always feel free to send questions, suggestions for topics, anything like that there as well. And of course, we're on all the regular social platforms. Um, you can follow us Facebook, Instagram, um, LinkedIn, Twitter, everywhere. Uh, stay up to date on episodes coming up. So thank you once again. Um, this has been Home Office Hours Live, and we'll talk with you soon. Bye, everybody. Have a great week. Bye. 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 Bye.